Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Katie F., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Wednesday, September 8, 2021, and today we're reading from the big book. We're in Chapter 6, and we're on page 83, the fourth paragraph, reading the second two sentences, starting with, we will not regret the past, and ending with, we will know peace. And today's readers are, and thank you for your service, for the 12 Steps, Tenzin P, for the 12 Traditions, Gina F, and reading the text are Susan S. H, Marjo, Joni C is our backup, the newcomer greeter is Kathy S, and the host for the second hour is Karen K. The reference numbers for Tuesday, September 7th, 2021, 7 a.m. meeting is 17,701. That's 17701. And for the 10 a.m. is 17,702. That's 17702. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive eating, overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Tenzin P. to read the 12 steps. Star one, Tenzin. Good morning, everyone. Tenzin P. checking in from uh, New York. And here are the steps we took, which are suggested as a program of recovery. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as he understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admit to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12, 
having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive breathers and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you very much. Wishing everyone a blessed day. Thank you, Kenzen. I will now ask Gina F. to read the 12 traditions. Good morning, Gina F., compulsive overeater in Connecticut. Our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive eater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press radio, films, television, and other public media of communications. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all our traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you, and I pass. Thank you, Gina. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately <clears throat> three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. And today we resume our study of the big book. We're on page 84, I mean 83, I don't know why I put 84, the fourth paragraph. And we're in the second two sentences, reading just those two sentences, we will not regret the past, ending with, and we will know peace. And will Susan H. please begin our reading. Good morning. This is Susan S. H. in Ohio. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater and very grateful for that. We will not regret the past, nor wish to shut the door on it. We will comprehend the word serenity and we will know peace. Uh, this step nine promise 
speaks to me about compassion and forgiveness. I've been seeing messages about, in my own life, how, how continuous my journey must be. Always learning compassion and forgiveness for others and for self. How else could I possibly not regret my past? My higher power grants me the willingness and ability to love and forgive, to see my experiences, the experiences that that I could waste my time for uh, regretting as the the very thing that makes me useful and helpful to people who still suffer. So uh, to love and forgive, that is what makes yeah, the experiences I had are what makes me useful to others. Sane and happy usefulness is a term that I love. And I feel it. <laughs> and it's an amazing feeling. And that, to me, is serenity and peace. Knowing that I am loved and accepted is a deep peace that... Uh, makes my life uh, wonderful. And it, yeah, I have to return to a higher power again and again and again because that is the source of the peace and the love that I have today. Um, I, I think that's all I have to say and I will pass at that. Thank you, Susan. Started. Okay, so although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your shares to every third day in order that others might share their experience. <clears throat> so who would like to share on these two sentences? Rachel K. Rachel K. Barbara E. Lisa Barbara B. E. Lisa B. I can take some more. You will not regret the past. Through we can will you know tell peace. me what page we're on? We're on page 83, the fourth paragraph, reading two sentences. We will not regret the past and ending with we will know peace. Comments on those two sentences only. Who else would like to share? Phil M. Phil M. Sharon C. Sharon C. Leah T. Leah G. As in girl. Roz G. As in tango. And Roz G. Okay, let's stop there. We have Rachel K., Barbara E., Lisa B., Phil M., Sharon C., Leah T., and Roz G. Go ahead, Rachel. Hi, did you say Rachel Kay? Can you all hear me? Yes, uh-huh, now we can hear okay. you. Okay, great. Hi, this is Rachel Kay from Northern California. Um, yeah, thank you, uh, everybody who's doing service on this meeting. And I'm so glad, whoever made the decision for us to take these promises like two at a time, <laughs> rather than all as a big chance, um, thank you, because they do 
warrant, like each one warrants close examination, I think. Um, and I, I love, um, well, first let me tell you, it took me 15 years in these rooms. I came into these rooms in 1985. I did not get abstinent and recover until 2000. So, uh, and by the grace of God, have not had to compulsively overeat since then. Um, one day at a time, and I don't tell you that because I did it. Um, I tell you that because God did it because it's possible um, for God to do that. If it's possible for God to do that in my life, it's possible in anybody's life. But I think there was part of me in those 15 years that thought, yeah, but if if I let God in now, then what about all those years? Then I'm going to just look back and think, God, I wasted 15 years of my life. And you know what? I, I, I do not regret the past. I don't know why it took me so long for newcomers or those struggling. Don't let that scare you. I don't think it, I don't think you have to struggle for 15 years in this program before you finally put down the food. I don't know why I did, but I don't regret it because I think, you know, I, I think that I learned something in those years. I don't know why it took that long, but as they say, it takes what it takes for whatever that means. Um, so I don't regret the past, nor wish to short, shut the door on it. If for no other reason, then I can, you know, stand up here figuratively and, and tell you guys that and possibly give hope to somebody who's still struggling, who didn't come in and get it on day one. Um, and we will comprehend the word serenity and we will know peace. I like, I, I feel like Bill, wrote this very specifically, and I feel like his pen was divinely inspired. Um, it doesn't say we are going to be serene and we're we're going to be peaceful, you know, forevermore. Hallelujah. Amen. It says we will comprehend serenity and we'll know peace. It doesn't mean we're going to feel that way all the time. It just means we will have enough of a taste of it to know, oh, so this is what's possible. So this, okay, so this is how it feels to be free, to be recovered, to be serene. Just so we we know it enough, we have enough of a taste of it so that we're willing to go on with the rest of the steps, you know, with the other half of the ninth step, because it says before we are halfway through and with 10, 11, and 12, we'll have a taste of that, you know, what, we're, what we've been looking for, what our souls have been yearning for, serenity and peace to go, oh, I want more of this. I want more of this. And, and that's why I continue today is, yeah, how far do I want to be? Thanks. Thanks. Um, that's it then. Everybody have a great day. I'll pass. Thank you, Rachel Kay. And Barbara E., you're up, followed by Lisa B. Good morning, everyone. This is Barbara E. in New Jersey, and thank you so much for your service in this wonderful meeting. The promises we are reading always reinforce my extreme gratitude for this program. When I first came into OA in 1997, all I wanted was a diet. I didn't think I needed those two legs of the stool, those other legs. But I was wrong, and I freely admit it. And I am constantly amazed every single day that I now know that it's not about the food, and I never want to go back to that dark place again 
when it was all about the food. As I was led through this beautiful program, I began to see clearly the isms of my food disorder. I was unwilling to see myself for who I was and who I was not. I thought I had enough knowledge to sponsor myself. I consistently sabotage myself. I experienced an internal spiritual malady and had an incredibly short memory, but I'm not the same person today. As it says so eloquently on page 25, we've had deep and effective spiritual experiences which have revolutionary, revolutionized our attitude toward life and our fellows and towards God's universe. I learned for me that expectations lowered my serenity and I could no longer give my higher power a list of what I wanted him to do for me. I'm not a religious person, but I do believe that something extraordinary has entered into my heart and lives in a way which is miraculous and has accomplished a change in me I could never do by myself. This power that's done to me, not by me, has given me a new life. I now see the beauty of nature and just being quiet and listening to the chirping of the birds, to accept life on life's terms, as it says on page 417, to know and believe that I need to concentrate not so much on what needs to be changed in the world as what needs to be changed in me. So I try every day to practice the principle of love, to learn to accept others as they are, not as I'd have them be. And I need to take this power out into the world, to put a smile on my face and mean it, because we're all God's children. And to me, that's all embodied in the promises that we're reading. So yesterday I learned from, today I learned towards, and hopefully tomorrow I'll learn too. Thank you. I pass. Thank you, Barbara. Okay. Lisa B., you're up, followed by Phil M. Good morning, Katie. Thank you for your service and everyone that's here doing service. My name is Lisa B. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in South Carolina. This is a beautiful reading. Um, so the, the passage that came to my mind is from another passage that relates to this in the big book. It says, cling to the thoughts that in God's hands, the dark past is the greatest possession I have, the key to life and happiness for others. With it, you can avert death and misery for them. So today, um, serenity is linked with me because I know my role. I have a new job today. I'm an agent of God. And God is my employer. God is the manager. This is when I'm spiritually fit. You know, I'm not always spiritually fit. And I start to take it all back. And then I get crazy again. And I'm brought to my knees. But today, the truth, the serenity comes for me because I know my role. Um, I know my place. And um, the sufferings that I've had is to help others. It's all about helping others. The problem that I have is selfishness. So unselfishness is the solution, but I can't do that on my own. It comes through the 12 steps in a state of abstinence, you know, which begins with letting go of the food so that my hand can be opened so that something else can take its place, you know, and that's the spiritual awakening. So that's what I wanted to share. I'm glad to be here. I pass. Thank you, Lisa. 
And Phil M, you're up, followed by Sharon C. Um, hello, thank you so much for your service. Uh, my name is Phil. I'm a grateful, com gratefully com recovered compulsive overeater from Kike Fergus in Northern Ireland. And um, I kind of had to share because as the words were being said, you will know peace. I was reading a meditation for the day sent by my sister. And the words were exactly that. Um, try to walk in God's love. You will have the peace which passes all understanding and the contentment that no one can take from you. Feel sure of God's unfailing love and care for you and all his children. There's freedom and serenity in those who walk in God's love. And... Um, just thinking, you know, about the past, not regretting the past. I have regretted the past. I'm not entirely sure that I don't wish to shut the door on any of it. However, what the past has done, it has brought me here to this place for which I'm so grateful. And thinking about what does contribute to my peace today, um, such a lot, working this program, uh, which encourages my meditation practice each day a closer and growing connection to my higher power, who is feminine as well as masculine, and experiencing that higher power, that loving power, in a more embodied way, in the breath and in myself, just becoming more aware of that. Not every minute of the day, but a bit more, um, hopefully each day. And attempting to live more in my heart than in my head, because my head will tell me all sorts of things. So walking in God's love is certainly awesome. Um, every day in the Step 10 train, I am reassured of God's love for me, which is massive. I don't believe there's any anger, and I don't believe any more in hell. If that suits somebody else, that's fine. For me, I don't believe there's a hell to fear. It just that the love of my heart power, my loving part, is massive. And it's also massive for anyone I may have a resentment to, and just for everybody. And I'm so grateful that music and art are having a growing place in my life too. Um, and it's such a relief to be less judgmental on myself and less judgmental of everyone else too, because I was so critical of, of them and of myself. Um, and there's so much beauty in song. I'm just discovering so so much beautiful song that I've come across recently, the Plowshare song by someone called Spencer LaJoy. Um, it just moves me to tears every time. There's such a wide variety of wonderful things to discover in life. I'm 62 and with the grace of God, I will live till I die. Um, so, uh, darling, thank you very much. With that, I'll pass and with deep gratitude to you all. Thank you, Phil. Okay, Sharon C., you're up, followed by Leah T. Hello, this is Sharon C. from Louisville, Thanks. Kentucky. Um, I am a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater, one day at a time, with God's grace. And... Um, I had a furious temper that was a rage that was buried deep inside of me 
due to an abusive childhood with an alcoholic father and a positive mother. Um, I got a scholarship to college, a full ride in music. And one day when I didn't get the role I thought I should get in an opera they were performing, I lost my temper and I ran into my teacher's studio and I rained on her head. I mean, I screamed at her. <clears throat> my life has been like that always. And I lost the scholarship. And it was such a loss that I grieved it for years. When I came into the program, the 12 steps taught me that I made a mistake and I could be done with it. And I know a new freedom and a new happiness thanks to these 12 steps and these promises. And I don't regret the past. I learned from it that my temper has to be gotten away from, given up to God for healing, and that serenity and peace is all I want in my heart. So every morning when I meditate, I remember the fool I made of myself, and I go ahead and I thank God that I have let go of that rage and healed from the abuse. Thank you. That's all I have to share. Thank you, Sharon. Okay, Leah T., it's your turn, followed by Roz G. Good morning. My name is Leah T., and I'm a recovering compulsive overeater in Connecticut. Leah, we can't hear you very well. Are you on a speakerphone? Uh, no, I'm on a, Is that better? I'll just hold it closer. Is that a little bit better? It's a little bit so, better. It's still not very okay. loud. I'll just talk really loud. Is that is that better? I'm sorry. Yeah, that's better. Okay. My name is Leah P. I'm a compulsive overeater from Connecticut, and it's only my second time sharing on Vision for you. Thank you, everybody, for your service. I think the piece that really stood out to me today in the promises is we will not regret the past or wish, wish to shut the door on it. And I think I'm in a place right now where uh, that just really hit home. I, for so many years, I strove for people pleasing or perfectionism or self-seeking that I don't really know what I like or even who I am. And I realized that if I shut the door on my path, I'm shutting off the opportunity to understand what who I really am. And if I live in regret of the past and deny it, then I'm missing the clues as to what I might actually enjoy, what really matters to me. Setting down you know, the defects that have so controlled my behavior the last few decades uh, leaves me really raw and exposed, and it is my own path, my higher powers, guidance, and insight that will help guide me. That's all I wanted to share. Thank you for letting me share. Have a blessed day. Thank you, Sharon. I mean, Leah. And um, Raj G, you're up. Then we'll open it up for more shares. 
Okay, thank you very much. Good morning. Uh, my name is Roz G, and um, thank you very much. Uh, I just wanted to sum up my past on page 52, where it says uh, it's in the bedevilments. And I can just say I was having trouble with personal relationships. I couldn't control my emotional natures. I was a prey to misery and depression. I couldn't make a living. I had a feeling of uselessness. I was full of fear. I was unhappy. I couldn't seem to be of real help to other people. All of that stuff I experienced. I'm sure we all have in some way or another, but I'm just speaking about my experience right now. So today, it's the exact opposite, except for being human and when I have to do 10 steps. All that stuff I don't regret anymore because when I take sponsees through these steps, I'm able to share some of the things of my past that um, I'm not proud of, but that I can say, hey, I belong in this group. I've been there too. I understand. And when I wake up in the morning and I ask God, like on page, you know, where it says, I don't know exactly, I'm paraphrasing, but how we have to align, I have to align myself with God's will. I have to do that, you know, that's step 11, asking for power, asking for knowledge of God's will and the power to carry that out. When I do that in the morning, I look at myself in the mirror, I go to work, you know, if it's a work day, and I do my job to the best of my ability and I treat everyone around me with care and kindness to the best of my ability because, you know, I don't always, as being a human, I know peace. When I eat what I'm supposed to eat, I know peace. When I tell the truth to my sponsor, to the people around me in meetings, I know peace. And when I go to bed at night and I do my review, And I'm honest about it to God and to another human being. To the best of my ability, I know peace. And that's a peace that passes understanding because this world is is a difficult place to live in. But I know that these promises give me the peace so that I can have an abstinent life and a a God-filled life. Thank you, I pass. Thank you, Roz. Okay, so if you've just joined us, we're at the bottom of page 83 in the fourth paragraph, reading the second two sentences. We will not regret the past. And then going over to page 84, ending with we will know peace, commenting on those two sentences. Who would like to share? Amy G. Nancy P. Nancy P. Johan M. Anya D. Anya D. Reggie O. Reggie O. Sam S. Sam S. Okay, we could take one or two more if you're unmuted. Okay, let's see where we get with that. Amy G, Nancy P, Johan M, Anya D, Reggie O, Sam S. Go ahead, please, Amy. 
Hey, Katie, good morning. Thank you for your service and thank you everyone for an awesome meeting. So we will not regret the past nor wish to shut the door on it. I've heard also said that we will not regret the past, but we certainly don't want to repeat or relive certain parts of it. And I can certainly understand that. But like so many have already said uh, today in the meeting so awesomely that, that, that this is the, my past. I never want to shut the door on it because the past of what it was like, what happened, and what it's like now is the foundation upon which I build my own program and be of service to others. For that is my primary purpose. I have a purpose now to be able to carry the message to the still-suffering compulsive overeater. And the only way I can do that is by sharing my story of what it was like for identification, for hope, and for step work. So I never want to regret that, but I also want to remember that that's not a place that I want to go back to either. And the other is this idea of comprehend the word serenity and we will know peace. I think Bill specifically, in my humble opinion, uses that word comprehend very specifically because if you were to ask me in my ignorance and active addiction what I thought happiness would be, it would have been, well, one, to, to be thin, and two, it would have been excitement uh, popularity, material gain, um, power, prestige, those would have been the things that brought me peace. And then through this step work, hitting bottom, doing the step work, surrendering to my powerlessness, realizing what was going on inside of me, the ism, the inside me part of this illness. And I began to understand that to me, it was more important to have peace and serenity Serenity where the food miraculously does not call anymore to me. Serenity so much that my mind is quiet enough that I have a relationship with a higher power that I never dreamed possible to that power, to that relationship. And that to know peace, to have peace within myself, peace with others, peace with my higher power. Not that I do it perfectly, but I began to comprehend what true happiness was about and comprehending that I wanted peace and serenity and to be of service to my fellow man more than all those other things that I had thought before. It didn't mean that I wouldn't always be happy or all those other things were bad. It was just that I began to comprehend what was most important to me. And that was my relationship to my God and my relationship to those around me and to be at peace and that that would bring me peace and serenity. What a turnabout, what a miraculous program that has brought me that. And I'm so grateful. With that, I'll pass. Thank you, Amy G. And Nancy P., you're up, followed by Johan M. Hi, good morning. Nancy P., recovered in West Newton, Massachusetts. Thank you for letting me share. So in my past, just the idea of stopping eating sent me back to the couch. Just the thought was so traumatic, I had to go back to the couch with a bag of something or a box of something. And the past was sort of like a fog. And I, you know, when I was eating and I ate well at the same time being a fully vested member of Overeaters Anonymous, that was pretty painful. Um, and I never had any relief from obsession. And the only intermittent relief that I ever had from physical allergy was intermittent, like I said at best, then weeks, obese years. And when I was eating, the past was a blur in my peripheral vision. I couldn't, I wished only that I wouldn't be where I was. And I only wanted to be places. I didn't want to get there. And I spent a lot of time thinking about how things were going to be rather than, you know, living in the present. 
And now that I'm recovered, I look back at my life and I embrace it. I love every single bad decision and every single horrible catastrophe. I don't even spend my time wishing that I could have done something different about my poor girl, you know, to take on her pain that made her cut herself and burn herself. And, you know, I don't love that, but, you know, and it's a painful memory, it is, but it seems to be in the past for for good, you know, it seems to be in the past. And today I see it for what it represents to me. And that's what it took to get my attention. That's what it took to say that the answer to everything, everything without exception is, say it with me, surrender, 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 without exception, without exception. And today my feelings are appropriate. You know, as someone else was saying, you know, about the bedevilments, yes, I get frightened. I have sadness and I have grief and I get angry, but not often and never, ever, ever that horrible red rage that would literally blur my vision and leave me weak. You know, I understand serenity. It's a part of me now, and I know peace. I'm not acting as if anymore. It's become a working part of my mind. It isn't a theory anymore. It's not something for other people, you know, in or out of Overeaters Anonymous. It's for me too. I don't have to reach for it anymore. It's become a part of me. And these are the promises of step nine. This is what we're promised if we do this work. And I've done this work. So anybody that's thinking, maybe I don't have to do this work, you know, get a new thought. It's for you too, all of this. All the joy that you hear on this line is for you too. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Nancy. Okay, so next we'll have Johan M. followed by Anya D. Hi, my name is Johan M. And like Nancy, and I'm a recovered compulsory eating in Sweden. Sunny Sweden today. Uh, thank you so much for for your service and thanks for all the shares so far. And yeah, it's just amazing to be in this meeting. Uh, and amazing paragraph from amazing sentences. These promises are, are truly amazing. And and uh, thanks to this program and thanks to uh, Step Nine. I do not regret my past today. Uh, today I need my past because otherwise I, I wouldn't be recovered. I need my past in order to help others. I need to bring up the, you know, the first details from, from, my, uh, from my past life in order to, to be of service for others, in order to be a, a sponsor, in order to, to connect with a newcomer. So it, that's the, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's the big treasure that I have today. And it's amazing to live in these uh, promises, the, the promises that we are going to uh, continue to read on and the ones that were yesterday. Uh, but uh, the promises aren't permanent, but my disease is permanent. I can as easily go back to not living in these promises if I don't continue to do whatever I need to do so that God can keep me, can keep me abstinent and that I can keep uh, uh, conscious contact with God. So I need to keep working the program uh, one day at a time to keep living these promises. Uh, because if I don't, the disease will take over and I will be back where I, where I was. And I do not want to go back to my past. I definitely don't want to do that. So my past is also a very good reminder for me what I have, where I have been and where I don't want to be. Uh, and yeah, I'm just so grateful for this program. There is a solution, and that I found the solution, 
thanks to this new beautiful division that has really changed my life for all of you guys out there. So thank you so much. Thank you, Johan. And now we'll have Anya D followed by Reggie O. Hi, can you hear me? Yes. Great. This is actually Tanya D with a T. Um, oh, Tanya. You, uh, <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Um, so all good. Uh, thank you uh, for your service, and uh, thank you for letting me share. Um, I'm a recovered compulsive overeater, originally from Illinois, now in uh, France for the year, um, and this. Um, it, you know the promising um, and you know when I uh, came into program I regretted a lot of things about the past and you know part of me just kind of wished I could start life over and you know uh, be born in a different family make different choices uh, and uh, so on and you know part of finding a higher power um, of this program like at, so at some point you know I realized that I don't know what my life would have been like if X didn't happen or Y didn't happen, you know, if I wasn't a compulsive overeater, um, if I, um, you know, didn't make some choice that I made. And, and that, you know, along, of course, with working the steps has helped me to, um, you know, not regret the past nor wish to shut the door on it. You know, the best ways, um, you know, I'm grateful to have neutrality around food today and I have neutrality around my past today. Um, you know, I'm not like in love with it, but I'm also not ashamed of it. I, you know, I don't regret it nor wish to shut the door on it um, because, you know, it, it just is, you know, it's, it's part of my um, story. And then the word serenity and peace, you know, I like that it says uh, we will comprehend the word serenity as opposed to we will comprehend that the word serenity means blah, 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 because in some sense, it's really hard to, for me to explain, you know, what it is to be serene. When I came into program, I didn't, I heard serenity and I didn't really want it. You know, I, I wanted excitement. I wanted drama. I wanted, you know, like prestige and accomplishments. Um, and, and, you know, to some extent, like, you know, those, those things are nice. Um, but part, like, part of experiencing serenity where I'm just one of the way um, in which I experience serenity when I'm in that space where I realize I'm one of many, I'm no better or worse. I'm, you know, playing my role, hopefully the role that my higher power will um, have me play. I'm working to be of service to others. Like, you know, that that's when I feel at peace. Um, and that attitude um, is such a gift of this program, you know, because I didn't come here to be of service to others. <laughs> you know, uh, I came here, like many of us, to, to, you know, to lose weight, to deal with my compulsive eating. Um, but it is such a m more satisfying life when really, like, you know, in program and outside of program, um, my goal is to be of service and to play the role that my higher power um, would have me play. It, and that's an overall peaceful way to exist, uh, you know, and obviously not perfect. Uh, thank you. And, uh, and with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Tanya. Reggio, you're up, followed by Sam F. Thank you. Thank you, Katie, for your service and everybody this morning. Uh, my name is Reggie. Oh, I'm gratefully recovered in Texas today. And, uh, you know, <laughs> these promises, I mean, these are the promises of the ninth step. And it reminds me that, you know, I've had to go, I've, I've done eight steps before this one. <laughs> I didn't start here. And, you know, and I've done these steps many times. And so I, and I didn't start here just this year. I started here many years ago in program. 
But uh, I'm, when I was reading today, I mean, it's always something new comes out for me, but um, I was thinking too, the person that shared before me, when I first heard the serenity prayer, <laughs> I didn't want anything to do with serenity, you know, it sounded quite boring to me and who would want to be serene. But then, you know, I didn't comprehend serenity. I didn't know serenity because I wasn't, uh, you know, I hadn't lived a life that would bring me serenity. I didn't know the path. And this not be not regretting the past nor wishing to shut the door on it. There, someone uh, I heard once in the well now more times in the program. You know that I think it's called the four impediments to recovery, and one of them is a secret I will not tell. And you know, I, in in the night in the fourth step and in the you know the eighth and ninth steps. Um, Generally, we tell, or I certainly have told a lot of secrets, but I've also had secrets that I've forgotten, you know, secrets that I was like, I guess, probably so ashamed of that I I couldn't tell anyone. And um, I made one of those amends last fall, And but it would be that I, I forgot them. I would just literally forget them. They were out of my mind. So the more years I have in here, it's like I still have things from the past that come, come up that I haven't uh, that I haven't remembered, and uh, but I've always wanted to like my dream has been to walk down the street. You know, I've heard other people say this and and not feel like I had to hide in an alleyway from uh, in front of anyone who might pass me on the other side. That I could walk down any street with my with my head up and feel free. And you know that's that's what this gives me a new freedom and a new happiness. I'll not regret the past nor wish to shut the door on it. And I had this experience this past fall. Uh, no, it was actually earlier this year, and it was one of those amends that I just had forgotten to make. I had sideswiped somebody's car after a binge. I was like an alcoholic with food, and, you know, I kind of drove like an alcoholic with, with alcohol, except mine was food, and I'd sideswiped someone's car and dented in their driver's door, and I had, um, and then I just flew down the street, didn't think twice about it. And that was many, many, many years ago. And this last fall when I was doing the steps, I remembered that. And I thought, oh, my gosh, can I actually tell, you know, the the, the shame and the sort of like, what will people think about me? But they, they know I've done this or that. And, uh, and so I told my sponsor about it, you know, and I said, you know, what should I do? And we came to the, we came to first, first telling her about it. it was big. I no longer had that secret. So the freedom, you know, the freedom was coming. And I then see. she, anyway, I did make the men, the amends and it was an absolute uh, miraculous uh, time. So thanks for letting me share and uh, I'll pass. Thank you so much, Reggie. And now we'll have Sam S. And then we'll have time for a couple more after that. And we're on page 83. Um, the second two sentences in the fourth paragraph, we will not regret the past, ending with we will know peace. Go ahead, Sam. Hey, good morning, Katie. Thanks for leading. I'm Sam S. I'm a recovered compulsive eater. Um, I was thinking about this. Um, these promises here. I certainly regret my behavior, um, you know, doing the process of four, um, four through nine has um, showed me what I've, what I've done and how I've harmed people. But when I think about the past, um, I really see kind of the hand of God everywhere. And, and the, the truth is in doing my inventory and really seeing it after 
um, after doing this work, I shouldn't have a husband. I shouldn't have a job. I shouldn't, you know, and I, and I don't say that, to, you know, beat up on myself, but really the conduct that I did, um, it's only grace that I have the things that I have. Um, and so I am really grateful, um, really grateful for the things that I still have. And getting to do this amends work is, um, is really freeing because I get to take responsibility and ownership of the behavior that I've, um, that I've taken, that I've done in the past. And also, um, you know, right now I'm doing a lot of uh, men's work around uh, work, um, being an employee. And for me, I think the serenity and the, and the peace is coming from knowing that I'm, I'm making things right to the best of my ability as I'm able to, but also going into my work environment, just specific for me, and knowing how, do I, how can I conduct myself um, in, a, in a way that I'm more in integrity and alignment with what I think that God would have me be um, as an employee. Um, and I'm just really, really grateful for the process of amends that we get to um, to really take ownership for me of my behavior and, and that I can walk now um, in freedom and I can show up to work and not feel like I have this huge um, shadow of shame over me because I'm, I'm doing things in a different way. And I love that these, these promises just kind of all, you know, they blend into one another and um, and that it's it's promised to us before we're even halfway through, as long as we do the work. And if it wasn't for um, abstinence and the program of recovery, and also my the group of people that I lean on to r- remind me to bring me back to God, um, I don't know how I could do this. So I'm just really grateful to be here. I'm grateful that these promises are here, and I'm grateful for um, for all the grace that I've got that I've been given. Um, despite my behavior. Thanks. Thank you, Sam. And so we have time for two more shares. Who would like to take those spots? Manny C. Marissa M. Linda D. Okay, I heard Manny T. Sorry, I heard Manny T. And Melissa. I think it was a Melissa. Was it? Did I hear Melissa? I'm sorry, it's Manny and then someone and then Linda D. Who was after Manny? Marissa M. Okay, Melissa M. Okay, go up ahead, please, Manny, and then Melissa M. That's all we have time for. We have four and a half minutes. Go ahead, please, Manny, star one. Good morning, everyone. This is Manny C. from California, compulsive overeater, food addict. I'm still um, very new to this um, journey, this process. Um, And uh, I'm beginning my, I'm in the process of doing my fourth step, my inventories and finding a lot, a lot of stuff being stirred up and disrupting the peace and serenity that I thought I had. Um, And so these statements just really uh, fill me with hope as I continue to work and walk these steps with the guidance of my uh, sponsor and my God 
Um, I'm really looking forward to experiencing and knowing this uh, serenity and peace. So my fingers are crossed. My heart, my heart is filled with hope. I'll pass. Thank you so much. Okay, Melissa M., it's your turn. Yes, hi. Can you hear me? Yes. Hi, I'm Marissa, compulsive overeater, food addict. Uh, understanding and comprehending the word serene. I heard in these meetings that someone said for today, I want to be a flowing river. And I don't want to be a hurricane. And I don't want to be a tornado. And I don't want to be a crashing wave. And for today, I'm going to be a flowing river. I feel like in the past, I was all of the others. <laughs> uh, and if you want to talk animals, I could be a raging bull. I had such temper and such anger and, such, and everything rooted in fear. And to, to, to comprehend the word serene for me every day is just to longing and trying to be calm. And that's very hard every day. And I really, I really liked what she said because I literally envision in my head a flowing river or a little stream. And that takes effort. It takes effort by going to meetings. It takes effort by calling my sponsor. It takes effort for staying, by staying close to my higher power every day. Um, but I really liked those metaphors. And the part that talks about not wanting to shut the door on the past, I, I truly don't want to. Because when I, I'm on step five, I've done my inventory, and now I'm talking to my sponsor. So, of course, lots about the past is coming up. And it's interesting to see if I want to be hopeful on the days that I choose to talk to a higher power and be hopeful. It says that I had a higher power with me in the past all along. My higher power was with me. I didn't choose to see him. I didn't choose to be with him. But he was there. As a child, he was there. So why would I want to shut the door? In fact, it's exciting. It's exciting to kind of look back and say, oh, wow, that was what should have happened. And I find it interesting that I chose a career that analyzes communication and analyzes vocabulary. And so when we talk about understanding this vocabulary word, serene, I think higher power was there all along. So I thank you all for being here. And I really enjoyed this passage. Have a good day. Okay, thank you so much. And um, we have 30 seconds left, but I'm just going to go ahead and wrap this up. Thank you to everyone who shared. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. And the share ID for today, Wednesday, September 8th, 2021, 7am meeting is 17,704. That's 17704. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Marge O. please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Star one, Marge. Marge, are you there? Okay, Joni C., are you available to jump in? Yes, can you hear me? Yes. 
Okay. Um, our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.